I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 184 of the Syrupcast. If you're turning into the podcast for the first time, it's a podcast by Mobile Syrup where we discuss tech and telecom news. But because I'm hosting, we're not going to be discussing anything telecom related this week. It's all about Apple. Uh, my name is Patrick O'Rourke. I am Mobile Service Managing Editor. Today, I have Samir Trauber with me. How are you doing? I am doing quite well, Patrick. Thank you for asking. How, uh, how are things with you? They're good. I'm tired. Uh, I'm tired of reviewing products, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost through October. The, the apocalypse of October, which, even though which is we're great. in November, yeah, I don't want to break it to you. We were past October. See, I don't, e- I don't even know what day. I don't even know what month it is. Right there, you go. Um, and also, you just heard uh, Bradley Bennett, uh, one of our staff writers at the site. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. It's been a while. Awesome. Um, so I, the topic of conversation for this pod is really just going to be the three products that Apple revealed. Um, at their recent event that was held in Brooklyn, New York at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. It was a pretty whirlwind of an event, especially I I was there attending it. Um, And and it was a little bit different than what Apple usually does. Like the hands-on area was in a totally different section. Um, They kind of took over this whole, uh, I guess, multi-block radius of New York and turned it into like little little Apple Village sort of thing. Um, So I, I guess what I'm interested in off the top is like what did the event seem like from the out like i was there right you have a different perspective on these things when you're actually attending them what did the event look like to you guys like what what do you think the reception of the products that were revealed um and such from the outside so i'll I'll jump in first so um brad and i and the rest of the team who wasn't able to make it out to brooklyn we were watching a live stream of the event um on our computers you know recording and doing all that stuff i gotta say it seemed like a normal apple event i guess the only difference that i would say maybe maybe brad could uh, comment on this too it seemed quick it seemed quick and efficient it was like product 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 there wasn't a lot of uh, there were not not a lot of numbers not a lot of boasting about how many macbooks they've sold not a lot of boasting about how many macbook airs have been sold it was just you know you know we as Apple know what everyone is here for. You're here for really just one product. It's probably the MacBook Air. Maybe it's the iPad Pro. Probably not the Mac Mini. And here you go. <laughs> this is what you're here for. That, that was my theme of the day. Was probably not the Mac Mini. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you're definitely right. It was a pretty pretty organized event, um, and there wasn't much fluff to it, right? And I mean, we got we got a glimpse of the iPad Pro, uh, the Mac Mini, um, and uh, the iP- the MacBook Air, which is probably the the most anticipated device. But then there's stuff that we didn't get to see, right? Like, uh, for instance, Air Power, which I'm pretty hyped on. Yeah. I would really like to to see it and use it. I love the idea of it. It's, it's Apple's uh, wireless charging dock. Um, it's supposed to be Apple's supposed wireless to be. Yeah. Charging who, know, dock. who knows if it really exists? Who knows if it's even still in production? Um, I I think that it is because it was included on the the 10s's packaging. So in my mind, like that's a pretty huge misstep on Apple's part if they, they made that mistake. 
Um, and then also new AirPods. We didn't catch a glimpse of those. Um, but to bring it back to my original question, what what did the event look like to you, Bennett? Um, from a I mean, it like initially exciting. The iPad Pro comes out. They're like, it's as powerful as an Xbox. Look at all the things we can do. It has which to do I it. think is like straight up bullshit. I really, really don't believe that the oh, a a word. No, so <laughs> so horrible. It's it's like gloves off because no one's here to stop me. True. Um, I really don't think that it's as powerful as an Xbox uh, Xbox One S. Like, there's no way. Um, I think that that's like a nice sort of bullet point to put put up during a presentation. But it's there's no way. Your opinion on this actually kind of leads into my second point, yeah. where everything after you get over that initial excitement is kind of not exactly what we've been asking for. I mean, the MacBook totally. Air came out uh the old one and the new one but the new one just came out and i don't know it, it checks some of the boxes but the price goes up and the battery life almost maybe goes down and it's hard to like balance these things out where you're like i really wanted this dream product and this was the t- this was the time they were supposed to do it but it it seems like it's not as good as as what i wanted yeah i, th- I think that's fair i think uh, i only just got the macbook air i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't get it um early before the event i only just got it today so i've only spent a little bit of time with it it definitely feels underpowered which i know is one of the big criticisms um but i do think that apple did get a couple things right about it uh the keyboard feels great if you don't like butterfly keyboards you're not going to like this keyboard but like this is this is apple's keyboard now that's not going to change um the retina screen is great i think the design of it's cool kind of takes uh in my mind like I, i've I guess I've been describing it as kind of like a Frankenstein sort of laptop because it's taking the best of the MacBook Pro, the best of the 12-inch MacBook, and some of the features that people really liked about the MacBook Air and combining them into this one somewhat cohesive device. But I do definitely think that it's underpowered. Um, even just using it today uh, as my daily like driver for work at MobileSurf, I've run into like a number of slowdown issues. That, that, beach, ball, that beach ball keeps appearing. That Frankenstein issue sort of is something that's become like it's been raising a lot of questions but it's like yeah now with the macbook air here updated new processors supposed to be quicker it, it seems like we're not we're not sure how that's and it's playing the, out the u the intel the i5 the y, y series yes yeah. and the u is the one that's optimized for uh laptops and it's only dual core so no. it's not it's not that it's optimized for laptops okay. or it's optimized for desktops that's sort of up to the manufacturer to do with their own you know with their own motherboards and their own settings and so forth but no so the the y processors are supposed to be like the low power ones they're the ones okay. that you know sift battery life they're the ones that prolong battery life but the trade-off is you know like you like you alluded to they're dual core um and they're weaker in terms of processing power when compared to the u processors which are quad core processors and that's typically what's featured in laptops so like the surface laptop which you're in the process of reading yes, right now yes. that features so, a u processor correct? exactly okay. yeah and the macbook pro the 2018 MacBook, macbook pro has cool. a u processor the uh, the macbook typically has a y processor you know moving away from the core m processors if you have an i5 and a macbook um like the one of course that i'm looking at right now that uh, bradley bennett has um that has a y processor so it's it's weaker, but it's supposed to prolong battery life, which I you know kind of makes sense for the MacBook Air as a product that's not supposed to be this powerhouse device like the Pro, but it's supposed to be uh, this lightweight sort of student entry level yeah. device. So that that was something that I actually asked Apple about when I had the opportunity to be briefed on the product, um, and that was that was exactly their answer was, um, hey, we see this as kind of a somewhat entry level uh, laptop within our lineup, and battery life was very important to it rather than power. I would rather have like somewhat of a balance where like it has decent battery life and also power. 
Um, but I, I mean, we were talking about it today before the podcast, uh, and I value battery life possibly more than power in a laptop. How do you guys feel about I that? I would agree. And I, 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 I have to say I completely agree because I have this beautiful 2018 MacBook Pro with the you know retina display. It's got 256 gigabytes of storage and I got the 16 gigabyte RAM model. I didn't get the i7. I got the you know Core i5 and it's you know super powerful. I can do Audition and I can do Lightroom and I can do Photoshop all at the same time and run GarageBand in the background, yada, yada, yada. Six hours of battery life though. What's the point? I'm surprised you get six hours. What's it, the to be point, quite honest. guys? Like, what, it's what? a laptop. <laughs> you don't even want to hear on assignment. <laughs> my experiences then with battery life. Let's hear it because so, you got a MacBook. Yeah, so I have the 12 inch MacBook, and I actually have the M5, not the i5. Which which generation of the 12 inch? I believe the second gen. The second gen. I don't okay. know the year, but it was yeah the one that was slightly more powerful, like the the slightly correct. better M processor. It was like they put it out, and they were like, "We fixed the problem. It's actually powered enough now. And it's no longer a netbook. Exactly, and it still kind of is, but I can't do three of those strong tasks like Samir can. I can do one of those at a time and I get that same four to five hour battery life, I think, that he hits. So hitting more battery would be would be great. And battery, I think, is more important to me because I'm able to get at least one task done at a time on this little machine. But if I could last that an extra five hours on top of it, it would blow my mind. I think the more I write about Apple products. I think one of the things the company's really good at is releasing like specialized devices. Like this Air isn't for someone who is developing video games, right? You know what I mean? Um, it's for a student or a writer, someone like us that needs to do somewhat intensive Photoshop editing, maybe the odd video. I haven't yet put it through its paces with Premiere, so I don't know how it handles that. Yeah. Have fun with Premiere. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not going to be very good. And then Apple would be like, hey, why are you using Premiere? Just use Final Cut because it's op- obviously optimized for their own devices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess switching gears a little bit, one of the other devices that Apple showed off was the iPad Pro. Um, I got that early. I tested out both the 11 inch and the 12.9 inch to my surprise i prefer the 12.9 inch um it's the same screen size as the second gen ipad pro but it's uh in a smaller form factor so it actually doesn't feel enormous and comical like the other one it's incredibly thin now and it's it's super thin although i think like when i brought it into the office a couple of people disagreed with me and and thought that it was still massive and i think there's still going to be that reaction um, but in general, I, for me, like the biggest change was the fact that it now has a USB-C port, but my headline in, at, at least in terms of how I feel about the device really says it all. It's, it's, to me, it's more than like a standard tablet, but it's still not a computer, right? I can, st- I can do way more thanks to USB-C. I can plug, um, an SD card reader into it. I can get my photos directly off the SD card, put them into photos, edit them in Lightroom Creative Cloud. Eventually I'll be able to use Photoshop when that launches. This is all great. It's all awesome. But could I comfortably come to the mobile SERP office with just that device and do all of my job for an entire day? Maybe. But slower. But it would be slower. I would have to fundamentally change what my workflow is. And I think that's that's an issue that anyone who wants to switch over to using iOS uh, 12 um, as their main operating system for productivity, it, it's going to be somewhat lim- limited and you're going to run into to roadblocks. So, Bennett, you... I, I th- we've talked about it before and you've used an iPad, an iPad for school my co- entire high school pretty much so I had like a an old Toshiba laptop in grade 9 and yeah. then from pretty much then on out I had just um, the first iPad that had a lightning connector uh, I think it was like the fourth iPad 
Um, and yeah, I use that for everything. I took like not even with a keyboard. I just use the on-screen keyboard it and the smart blows cover. My mind. I folded it up. I loved it. I still wish I could go back to that. I mean, the workflow that I have now and the things that I need to do, I don't know if it's possible. But every time an iPad Pro comes out and it gets that much closer, I get really excited because I love just carrying around an iPad and like I don't mind typing on a screen. I don't mind swiping between apps. It's just there are still limitations with iOS that don't let me or won't allow me to do what I'm doing now as easily as as you said. It'd be slower. But I mean, as we get closer and closer, it gets me very, very excited for like that tablet future, which I think is coming. What did you think about the Pro, Samir? So again, I'm not a person who's uh, who's a big iPad fan. It's not that I dislike them. I just, I, unlike Bennett, I, I haven't had a lot of experience with them. I don't really use them as my daily driver. Uh, as a person who likes tablets, uh, sorry, as a person who likes tablets rather, um, the, the iPad Pro for me is sort of this weird amalgamation of a device. It's, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it's more than a tablet, but it's less than a computer. And for me, it's that middle ground that perplexes me. Because I look at the iPad Pro and I think to myself, why would you, you know, why would anyone use this device instead of a laptop? Why would anyone use this device? Right? Uh, And it's weird because a few weeks ago, or maybe let's say a little while ago, I was talking about how tablets were supposed to bridge the gap between a smartphone and a computer. They were supposed to be, you know, the middle ground. You don't use it for making phone calls. You don't necessarily use it for Photoshop. You use it for everything in between. And the iPad Pro seems like it would be that device. If for the first time in a very long time, and I'm excluding the Microsoft Surface line of devices, um, Apple seems to have put out an iPad that could very well be their entry-level quote-unquote computer. You know, so rather than telling a, you know, a friend of mine who's in university, who's starting university to get a MacBook Air, um, I would tell them, you know, get a, think about an iPad Pro. That actually might be what you need. Well, it's, it hits that Apple. entry-level price point now. That's what I was just going to say. I think that's how Apple's kind of positioning it now, yeah. as their, like, entry-level computer. And I love that. I love that they're pushing people to think iPad first. Because I think with the power in the new MacBook Pro, or iPad Pro, um, in one or two iOS updates, it could really be that device that a lot of people want because it's software that's holding it back at this point. And I mean, right? the full version of Photoshop coming is a pretty big deal. I could like watermark photos and size them to our like specific dimensions on mobile syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that brings me to like something else I wanted to mention using Photoshop creative cloud, uh, specifically Lightroom creative cloud, uh, with the iPad pro was, I I was shocked that I actually liked it. Right. Like I'm, I do things a very specific way. I have a very specific workflow when it comes to writing, when it comes to taking photos, everything. And I've done done it for years. But the process of editing a photo with a pen, uh, with, with the new Apple Pencil, that uh, I guess I can also mention this, it magnetically charges. It attaches to the top of the iPad, which is a nice move too by Apple. Um, I, I found like editing those photos with Lightroom was awesome. Like I don't think that if I was... Uh, working on like a larger photo project, like a bunch of photos for a product or something for a review that I could go back to doing it on a computer. I really did like it that much. It was awesome for like spot removal. And you can do it anywhere. And really. I, I was like editing photos in the car, yeah. which was sick. Not that I couldn't do that on uh, a MacBook Air or like a MacBook Pro. It was just easier to whip out the iPad and like instantly launch light. I don't know. It just felt like more tactile. I felt closer to the images. The, the pencil. I think the yeah. pencil would help with that. I mean, using a touch... Um, a touchpad in a car is still like bumps really throw you off. You well, the pencil, to get precision. the pencil is brutal driving down Lakeshore. I was like trying okay. to get the clarity <laughs> to like a certain, a certain amount, but like just, I was shocked. Like this was something I didn't expect going into the review. And I really, really, really enjoyed editing the photos with, uh, with Lightroom on the iPad. And I, I don't know if it'll be the same case with Photoshop. We'll have to test it out, 
but nonetheless, I was, I was super impressed. Would you say that in the future you would actually break up your workflow where you, you know, do your writing on your computer, you do the major editing using Photoshop on your computer until it comes out on, on iPad, and then you would edit the photos, however, on Lightroom on your iPad if it's right next to your uh, yeah. desktop machine? Uh, I think that's actually what I have in mind, especially how when, when the full version of Photoshop comes out and I can do everything on the iPad, including like sizing to our dimensions and watermarking. Um, but like, I'm going to be reviewing the MacBook Air. I'm going to be taking photos this weekend and I'm totally going to edit all those with the 12.9 inch pro. See, that's, that's crazy to me. I just can't. I, I, and again, you know, Brad's kind of looking at me and it's smiling a dream over there. To me. That's, that's <laughs> wild. It's crazy to me that someone would, you know, go out of their way to use this device, which uh, I, I guess is a good thing. That's, that's a point in, uh, in, in favor of mm-hmm. the iPad pro. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's something that I really, I honestly didn't expect, uh, going into it whatsoever. Um, but there is one final product that Apple showed off. I don't have like a fancy transition for this one. Um, and I don't know if it's really small transition for it, (laughs) a tiny transition. And I'm not sure if the device is even, uh, maybe even a mini transmission. There you go. A mini one. Um, so Apple also announced a new Mac mini. This is a bit of a surprise. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I think it was kind of like playing to the company's hardest core fans in a certain way. Because um, I don't know if this is really a device that people are clamoring for an update for, maybe a specific vocal audience. Um, it looks exactly the same as the original Mac Mini. It's got a different color, kind of cool. I believe it's uh, what's the standard gray color that Apple has? I can't remember. Space, space gray. gray. Space gray. There you uh, go. Yeah, space don't call gray. it black. It's space gray. Space gray. Sorry. Um, <laughs> There's like a processor bump. It's pretty significantly more expensive. It's got the T2 chip. Um, it can be configured to uh, up to 64 gigs of RAM four terabytes of solid state storage, which results in you paying like the crazy Apple storage tax, which is ridiculous. Um, I, I don't think this is a device that I would ever go out and buy just because of how I personally work. Like I'm either on the go train, I'm at home sitting on the couch or I'm at work or I'm in a different room in our office. And I want to be able to do the same quality of work on the same quality of device from all of those locations. Um, but I, I do think that there is a person out there who wants this Mac mini and it is one of the cheapest ways to kind of get into the Mac ecosystem. If you buy the low end one, which I think, or seven ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the the American price. I think it comes to like wow. 99, uh, like a th- about a thousand bucks Canadian or something like that. Yeah. That was the American price. My bad. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm just curious. Is this something that either of you would ever consider using? Um, so I kind of have like this rule, uh, where it's like my, my laptop is Mac OS and I have to have a windows desktop so I can keep a foot yeah, in both camps. You know, it's like, well, in the nature of our job, it's helpful. And there are things you can do on each one that's different, but I mean, the Mac mini is w- more powerful than the desktop that I've built at home. So it's like, it would be so easy and so much smaller than the desktop I built at home is so easy just to slide it onto my desk and, and just use it. But, um, due to that, like hard and fast, like personal rule, I probably wouldn't. But it excites me. I mean, it would be something that I'd recommend to someone like 
I don't even no. You're right. I don't know who I would even recommend. But it that to. was my thing. Yeah. Right? Like I, I get that this is for Apple is positioning as like being for music producers or people that need like a somewhat powerful computer, but in a really small form factor. And they had like all these different examples. But me personally, like of people I know, friends and family, I can't think of someone who I'd be like, yo, you need to go out and buy this Mac Mini because it's awesome. Yeah, because I'm like I'm thinking in my head like, oh, it's small. I guess you could take it places, but it's like you could do it with a laptop. And because you have um, so many accessories that are going to have to come with it, like a screen and yeah. cords and a keyboard and all that stuff, it might be easier to actually transport like an all-in-one Mac desktop even just because it's one piece. I don't yeah. know. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm hard to, it's hard for me to find a reason and or space I, I for it. I didn't review the Mac Mini because MobileSurf doesn't really review desktop devices. Um, but I did write like a, a thousand words about it. And one of the biggest responses from readers um, or even just not a mobile surf, but across the internet was like, Hey, this is cool, I guess, but I can build a much more powerful PC for roughly the same cost or cheaper. Um, which I think is a valid point, but I also think that if that's kind of how you view it, you're missing the point. Well, that's the criticism that gets lodged at any, any company. Apple product, well, any too. Apple product, but also any manufacturer that decides to release or chooses to release a product with you know multiple configurations. It's always you hear it when you, when Dell does it, you hear it of course when Apple does it. You you hear you, we heard it when Microsoft you know released the Surface laptop. Why would I you know pick a series of configurations that someone else built for me, pay a markup on all of these products that I can just get from you know wherever and build a computer that's more powerful and cheaper? If you buy an Intel processor directly from Intel. It's cheaper than getting an i7 built into your you, uh, Surface laptop. You too. could even install like Mac OS on it too and yeah, like if you're okay. building your I own. I mean, Mac OS is, is a more complicated thing to install than yes. Windows or Linux. But yeah, you, you can do it. You can absolutely build your own Mac yeah. computer if you're if you're dedicated enough a to the Hackintosh, cause. A Hackintosh, if you a will. A Hackintosh, exactly. But I mean, I, I want to jump in, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but I think that, that question of who is it for is an important question to ask with all three of the products that were announced today. We, you know, we said that the MacBook Air is this weird Frankenstein between a MacBook Pro and a MacBook, and yet it's priced a little bit cheaper than the entry-level MacBook. Is that true, $15? I, I can find the price and I will get I the think, Canadian one. I think time. it's slightly more, actually. Slightly more. I think the starting price is like 1700 or something so, like that. So uh, definitely Canadian pricing here. F- for MacBook Air, it's 1499 Yeah, and that's then, the entry level. Yeah, for entry level. And you want the entry level MacBook? Yes, please. Yeah, yes. the 12-inch. I think it's 1700 something in that range. It's something like it's it's way more expensive than it should be. That yes. I know. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be a price cut somewhat soon. Um, yeah. $1,729 for the M3 MacBook. Which so is crazy. The entry level MacBook is more expensive than MacBook Air. The iPad Pro, you know, whether you get the 11 inch one or the 12 inch one, which is almost 13 inches, you know, who is that for? Is It, it seems to be midway between a, a tablet and a full flesh computer, but also it's their new entry level computer. Yep. And then you have the Mac Mini, which I'm amazed that they decided to go and release an updated version of the Mac Mini because that's a machine that they haven't even talked about or it's even acknowledged in years. Like four or five years since something like that it's been a while it's been a while so then we go back to what exactly was the point of holding this event why did they why did they first of all release a brand new updated beautiful looking ipad pro and then at the same time unveil a beautiful and updated macbook air a device that sort of doesn't really have a a, a need for existence because you've got the macbook and you have the macbook pro and then the mac mini of all things why do they go and release that so what what do you guys think apple's thinking with uh, with their products are they you know thinking is there some grand design here i think so i think the macbook air exists because people asked for it 
I think this is a rare recent instance of Apple actually listening to its hardest core fans. Um, and I do think that the 12 inch MacBook when it first came out was originally designed to be the successor to the air. Like I think that's what Apple had in mind and they were just going to sunset the air, but the air kept selling. People kept buying it. People liked the design. They love that battery life. They love the battery life. The 12 inch has like some good points, but also a ton of issues. Um, even in its newest iteration. So I don't think it ever panned out to what Apple wanted. And I think we will see the 12-inch disappear eventually unless Apple like RIP. announces a crazy refresh soon. So I think in terms of the air, that was like Apple really listening to its its fan base for a change. Um, and the same with the Mini, right? Like that was a thing that they didn't need to do, but they did because there's a very small group of vocal people that were using it as like, I don't know, their media center PC that wanted like a new version of it um and then the pro is just like standard issue for apple and i think i saw this tweet um i guess it was the day that all the the ipad pro reviews came out where it was like comparing made up headlines of the various versions of the ipad pro over the years and it was basically like the first one was like almost a pc the second one was like almost almost a pc and then this one is like it's almost capable of letting me do my work like it's always getting closer and closer to what it needs to be um, so I think it's just like standard issue, iterative update um, from Apple, but also has like a bit of an aesthetic revamp with the reduced bezels and stuff like that to make it a little and bit more. USB-C, which and I'm, USB-C too. I mean, we haven't talked we, about this, but I'm very glad. Sorry, we're going to say this. You're going to say that you're really glad that they uh, nixed the lightning connector on the iPad Pro? No, I was going to say I'm disappointed that we lost the headphone port, but you go with your thing. Oh, first. yeah. Oh, so, I forgot about that. So there that we go. Too. So yeah, so we, we lost the, the headphone port. I'm really glad that they nixed the uh, the oh, lightning connector sure. on the iPad Pro. It's not going to happen to the iPhone just before anybody says that. No, I know. Hey, 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 now, hold on, hold on, hold on. What if it does, though? What if it does? Because you got the MacBook, with, which has one USB-C port. You've got the MacBook Air, which has two. You have the MacBook Pro, which has two or four, depending on the configuration. Yeah. What if it happens, guys? I mean, I didn't think they were going to do it to the iPad Pro when those rumors first appeared, to be quite honest. Um, I was pretty vocal about that. Uh, but I really, really don't see, see it happening to the iPhone. Um, if only because then all that's left is accessories. Well, like the, but their they keyboard can make and their USB-C mouse. accessories. They can, but going back to that, like Grand Apple design. I mean, they have designs for everything, but I think that they can see. It seems clearer to me, at least, that you they can suck a few more years out of the Lightning port. Like that, that will last. They don't need USB-C on the iPhone. Like they needed it on the iPad. I'm just saying, I, uh, I'm not iPad, sorry. Apple has a history of either killing existing technologies because they can see the future. Because they or, have courage. Because they have the courage. You know, like the headphone jack, that <laughs> yep. was that, the courageous thing. Courageous. Or they hitch their wagon to the wrong technology. That's Firewire, true. for example. Who mm. remembers Firewire? Because I, I remember certainly the don't. It's I remember cool exactly, name. right? So they hitched their wagon to Firewire. That was a mistake they made. No one went with it. And even Apple decided, you know what? Okay, Firewire was, it was a mistake. It was so hard to buy those two. It was. You could like, only get them from the Apple store. Exactly, because they were the only manufacturer really supporting yeah. that port. But mm. just imagine, what if for once... Apple does something that not only hitches its wagon to a, a, a genuine technology, but a genuine technology that's also the future. Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be so cool. I'd like to argue against that because I don't think USB-C is the future. I think USB-C is a temporary holdout until we go fully wireless, and I think that that's going to be closer than Everything's we not going to be fully wireless. Like, there's no I, way. Yeah, but why not? Like a 20-year temporary future? 10. 10? I think so. Why 10 not? years so, of USB-C is still 10 years of USB-C. It is, but that's... I think it's... like The only reason Apple is going for it is because they know it's it's temporary. I mean, um, 
the iPhones wirelessly charge now. Uh, the pencil wirelessly charges. AirPods are huge. I agree with you too. Things extent. are going wireless, and I think that like this is something that sort of hinting at a story that may or may not be working out. But I think Apple's removing ports to force people to go wireless, and like yes, USB C is still there. That's just because it's the only port that they can have one of, and at least it checks boxes for people. So you're telling me that in your mind, and is this, is that, that sounds insulting, sorry. But no, so, no, so I, this is all in theory, of in course. In your mind. No, so, no, okay, so not, not in your mind. There? But so, so what you're suggesting then is that maybe not the next iPhone, but within you know three or four generations, there might be an iPhone with no ports. Exactly. That actually terrifies me. That gen- Apple, please don't do that. Don't hit your wagon to that future. I Why? think that will happen. That's when we're going to see air power. Air power. That, that's when it's coming out 20 years from now. Yeah. Um, I, I like USB-C. I don't really have an issue with living the dongle life because I make jokes about it all the time on Twitter, but I really only carry like one dongle. Like I have a, a, one adapter for HDMI uh, power um, and then another one for just USB-A, standard USB-A. Um, but I think the issue with USB-C is the simple fact that like the promise of the technology has never panned out. It's supposed to be this one port to rule them all. It's supposed to connect your display, power your device, transfer data. And that's just not the reality of the situation. We have USB-C cables on different, uh, based on like different technology that do different things. Like uh, the switch, for example, the port that uh, is in the switch dock only works with the switch. Like there's all these different examples out there that hasn't really realized this grand scheme of having this one universal port wait sorry not not that you'd necessarily want to but you mean i can't i can't hook up my phone to the switch dock to charge it i don't believe you can that i don't know about the dock but you can use the power adapter. you can use the power port on the switch but the dock itself you can't i think it only works with the switch console no i don't know um so like the like the charging brick that comes with it with the USB-C cord that comes out of you that can, you can use that okay, yes I, to charge I, other say, I use that all 100%. the time 100% I'm okay, talking okay. about like the actual the dock physical itself. dock part because yeah. I had like I, I still haven't done it yet I want to drop the like iPad Pro on it just to see what happens oh yeah that would be really that interesting that would be interesting but right? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like it, it won't work because it's this very specific form of proprietary uh, USB-C technology that's similar to what um, uh, Samsung was doing with the deck stock back in the day like the first generation deck stock it only really worked with very specific devices um, but yeah, I, I, I think USB-C is the future, uh, at least for the time being until, uh, then it's like utopian world of no wires comes to existence. It's and a dystopian world. It's a, <laughs> it's a utopia and Apple sees it, I think, but it, I mean, very, very far off theory, probably. but it's how I believe. Um, but yeah, we, well, let's, let's wrap this up. Um, I think what's next is shout outs. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I can go, and I was actually going to shout out to all the fallen ports that we did lose. To all the fallen ports? Yeah. That's to possibly all, the best shit. To all the ports we've loved before? Exactly. Yeah. You know, to all of those, you know, let's... All those know, dead headphone you, jack. All those SD headphone card slot. SD card slot, yeah. Firewire. Oh, Firewire. Fire what about, uh, what's the printer port called? I can't even remember. Serial? No, man. All I know well, is the PCI I, Express. You know what I'm talking about? All I know about, is like, I hate printers and I hate plugging into them. And <laughs> you I just know the hate square one, them. like the square USB C. Oh yeah, oh, the plugs yeah, in the back. Yeah, of yeah. The I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what it's called. Uh, fact, yeah. I think that's what's plugged into our into our Focusrite for our audio. I would like that port to die and for this whole Focusrite system to be wireless over yeah. USB C or something or Bluetooth. Could uh, you Bluetooth. Imagine? Oh yeah, that would be great. That'd be fun stuff. Bluetooth. Uh, what's your shout out, Samir? 
so I'm not going to shout out to one specific thing. Uh, this has been a pretty pretty radical week for telecom and CRTC stuff. I know we weren't going to yeah. necessarily bring it up. I think next um, week you guys are doing a CRTC special. Are we? Yes. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, uh, I look forward to that. Uh, so I'm just going to say um, my shout out is going to the CRTC. You guys have been uh, you've been, you know, quite, uh, quite venerable, I guess. So, you know, thank you very much, CRTC. Sick. Nice. Um, so my shout out is to Nintendo for finally allowing YouTube to come to the Nintendo Switch. It should have happened probably two years ago. I think the Switch is almost two years old. Um, I always argued that the Switch is a great video game console, but it could also be a reasonably good media device. I know it's a 720p screen, um, but in a pinch, it definitely gets the job done. Especially for YouTube. Yeah, like I I would love to be able to just take the Switch and not have to bring another tablet if I'm traveling. Um, And where's Netflix? That's my next question. I would love Netflix to come to. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, But that's it. Thanks for listening to the Syrupcast. Um, Samir, where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me on Twitter at SamirChabra94 and, of course, on this little website known as Mobile Syrup. And Bennett? Yeah, same as Samir. You can read all my stuff on Mobile Syrup and you can find me on pretty much every social media at the Bradfad. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and you can follow Mobile Syrup at mobile syrup on twitter and also instagram on instagram where uh bennett's kind of taking over managing our instagram account he's got some uh fun instagram stories that are popping up as well as pretty pretty frequent photos almost every day right uh we're pretty close to every day yeah i mean if i can have enough gadgets and stuff to take photos of then i can load up the week but sometimes this doesn't happen and i mean for all you listeners stay tuned because i've got some ideas coming to instagram hopefully soon possibly a video show of some sort yeah Exactly. I don't want to give too much away, but keep your eye on the Instagram. And if you're not following it, get over there. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on it. It's a good place to see what we're working on at at the office and and what different reviews we have coming up. Um, So yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.